What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Irresponsible Podcast. I'm your host, G Jack. TGT back off a hiatus. I feel like I'm always missing. Again. Yeah. <laughs> always going places. But Lady and Jit, Ty and Trent in the house. Yeah. How y'all feeling? Yeah, hello. We also got some guests in the house. <clears throat> we got Rich representing Walking Rich. Yeah. Also, Sky B representing FTP. We're going to uh, get into a little uh, fashion talk a little later in the interview, but let's start off with some quick topics, but how y'all feeling? We fresh off of that 12-hour session, so I know we're all running off rooms. Yeah. How are y'all making it? By the grace of God. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Keep it. That's my feel right now. I don't even know how y'all drinking this early. It's ridiculous. Hey, I mean, it's kind of late, but it's working. Horses don't stop. They keep going. There <laughs> we go. But, uh, yeah, this week was pretty crazy. Some more craziness happened. Um, horses. Yeah, facts. <laughs> <sighs> Just more drama, drama, drama. Coming out the stallion. Uh, Tory Lane situation. But this week, it was interesting because uh, Drea Michelle was on a podcast. And she made a statement saying that... She think Meg and Tori had some like Bobby Brown Whitney love, and she kind of fucked with it. <laughs> like, like she actually was kind of admiring it, as if that was something as of goals or something. She a weirdo. And I just want to know, like, what y'all think about that shit? Because I kind of have a hot take about it, to be honest with you. What's your TikTok? Because I follow it up. Like, who the fuck want to get shot in the foot? Like, what type of love is that? Like, how? I don't understand. I mean, but to each his own. I feel like, you know, it's all for the so, show. It's a show. I watched the whole clip. She kind of, like, it was still foot and mouth, but I kind of understood what she was saying. Like, she really want that passionate Ignorant-ass love. But how does she know that was love, though? She wasn't She mad. don't. That's why I said it was still foot and mouth. Stupid like. Shit. Don't nobody know the, the realistic, I mean, the realities of that situation. But, like, if she was using that as an example, I kind of see where she was going with it. Shit was still stupid. Yeah. But, like, yeah. That shit is crazy because <clears throat> I feel like everybody's reaction to this whole situation is kind of, like, delayed in a sense. It's like, like, when this Chris Brown, Rihanna situation happened, like... Everybody was just all going crazy on Chris Brown, like, like get this nigga out of here. And now it's like, with Tori, you kind of like, you just chilling. Like, it's like he's sitting in purgatory. And I kind of want to say, in a sense, like, a lot of people aren't too mad at him. Like, and it's weird because I don't know what it is. I don't know if people don't know the facts or they can relate to situations like that. But I just, <clears throat> I think it's kind of one of those things that I think is odd because... He's not necessarily getting the cancellation that I thought he would get. I don't think he did it. So, again, <laughs> we don't know the realities of the shit. Tory I'm, energy is too positive to be shooting people. Is it? Yeah. He got a little nigga complex. But yeah, 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 you should be right. So to deep like to dive into that shit, I do see like the little narrative being pushed on social media where like they pulled up an old video of Megan Live talking about how she fought one of her exes. Yeah. Saying like the nigga had it coming. That's where the so mugshot came from, right? 
I think so. Yeah. And then uh, I don't really want to say boy name, but he got his own shit, and he was talking about he had an inside source about the situation where oh, yeah, yeah. they had an altercation at the little pool party, yeah. and she put hands on him. And it resulted in him firing off the gun. So it's like, I see the narrative being pushed that he was defending himself. Uh, I still, I'm on the side of pulling your gun out on a woman. Violence against women is corny. Altogether. But I see how people are trying to justify this shit. And it's still whack to me. Yeah. Definitely whack. Um, Some shit we can't condone. And I know uh, the internet is undefeated with jokes. So it's kind of hard to get mad. When serious shit happens and people don't necessarily take it serious off rip. Andrea too old and too fine to be saying dumb ass shit like that. I'ma just say love yeah. your daughters. Hug your daughters because if that's love, I don't know. Yeah. That really speaks to like sometimes a bigger point because I really think uh coming off the Jada and Wolf shit, like our goals is fucked up in a sense. Like like our representation of love isn't always uh, ideal when we really step we back. We don't really know what love is if you want to talk about it. Uh, it ain't getting shot. I know yeah. that. We don't know that. It ain't even. What type of love you? What? It <laughs> depend on what your definition is. You What's know? your definition? I'm curious. It ain't getting shot. Okay, it's even crazy to say the Bobby and Whitney shit is like a drug addiction. Is not caused that shit though. Everybody want to blame Bobby. Whitney introduced Bobby to that shit. Facts. It's not his fault. Facts. I'm not gonna touch that. I don't know nothing about that. It's the truth. Her brother introduced her. She introduced Bobby. I did hear that. But that nigga was frying. Yeah, that nigga was wildin' though. (laughs) He (laughs) was using cocaine as flour for his chicken and fried that shit. That's how that's how deep he got with it. That's wild. I don't know. That's a different type of high. Yeah, that's a different type of money. You pulled in high though. You pulled in high. Like you got what? I mean, if you deep in that shit, that's the best of both worlds. Like you a nigga that love chicken and you got your coke in your shit. Like nigga, that's your fix. Let's ask our guests. How you feel about that, shit that is situation? Extra crispy. <laughs> How you feel about the Drea in the the Meg Stallion situation? You don't have nothing to say. You don't. No. I, don't I don't really follow. Like, no. I, I'm I'm like I'm the type of person. I, I'm in my bubble. You feel me? Like I don't even turn on the TV. Um, my social media is very concentrated. Yeah. Like just as far as like who I follow and you know what I'm saying. So I don't really be into the media thing. Well, let me ask you like this. Somebody said something. They said something, and I was like, oh, about money bag yo, when he bought old girl the, the Lambo. Oh, the Lambo. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole time, I'm thinking her Instagram is the Kylie sister. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 like, what the fuck? Like, like, bro, it's, it's not the Kylie, it's the Kyle sister. Like, her brother died or something. His name was Kyle. Or that, I don't know those background story. Only, yeah. But that's just how out of the loop I am. Like, I fuck with the dumb. You, know, you don't need that next type of negativity yeah. in your life. Hell yeah. So, like, I hate reality TV. Yeah. Like, I'm with you. I hate all that shit. We I like other people's it. drama. I don't like to have drama. I like. Why is that entertaining? Because I don't have to deal with the shit. I could look at it and be like, damn, and, that's and see fucked what up. You said. See, for me, it's different. I got a lot of drama in my life. So, why would so I want to watch down there, put a camera on me and follow me, and I got enough reality TV, so I don't need to be watching other people's drama. drama. Yeah, Especially if they like, bullshitting, too, with like, on like, TV, like, faking it. Oh, yeah. Just to have a storyline. You know, to each his own. Some people's lives are like, to the point where they like, oh, I need some drama in my life. Let me watch this person. Yeah, like, yeah. And some people are like, I got so much drama in my life. I don't, don't want to be in the end of that. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. It does. 
Then definitely, I know you didn't pay attention to this Kanye West bullshit. <laughs> Cause that nigga got nothing but drama in his life these days. It's like, yeah. This nigga had a whole, whole rally meltdown, a whole Twitter meltdown, and like, I just don't, I don't know what's going on with Kanye at this point. Um, I don't know if it's marketing or if he's truly just going mad right before us and shit. And I'm just like. It's not looking good, man. Like, I don't want to see this nigga lose it all, but it's like, at this rate, like, he very well could if he could just keep wilding out like this. This nigga is trying to sell music, and he's trying to sell clothes, and he's trying to sell shoes. At the end of the day, like, that's all it is. Think every time he drive, he's always running for president. This is like the second, this is like the rollout 2.0. You feel me? Now he's having a mental breakdown. Now he's doing the tweets. Now he's trying to get the attention. This is what Kanye does. He, he told us he got an album coming out. So I'm, I'm he's trying to sell music and merchandise. I'm leaning on the side of that nigga's not gonna actually. He'll he'll keep saying it, but I don't think this nigga's legitimately running for president. I'm not voting. That yeah, nigga. So it wouldn't even matter. Is showing us a track list of an album. I do not think we ever gonna get that album, no matter how tied Dr. Dre is to that shit. And uh Yeah, I'm with you. I think we seeing this nigga lose his shit in yeah. real time. And the whole thing like the whole time I was seeing that shit happen, the first thought that kinda mind is like, I don't wanna hear see a headline of Kanye offing itself. Yeah. Cause it's looking real scary right see. now. Yeah. I, I don't even know that drama with Kanye once again. Right. But me knowing Kanye Paying attention to how he move over the years, Kanye like one of them people that's retarded, but know exactly what the fuck he doing. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta be careful with niggas like Kanye. Yeah. Kanye, Kanye, like one of the niggas like Kanye are dangerous, just like niggas like Trump. Yeah. It's because they put on this facade of I'm a goofball, laugh at me, laugh at me. Whole time. Whole time they got a whole. Agenda in their back pocket that you know nothing of. You right. get what I'm saying? Word. So that's my input on, on on the Kanye thing. Is I feel like you know Kanye got a he 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 know what the fuck he doing. He he got a plan. Yeah. And it's very strategic. You get what I'm saying? Whether it's to sell merch, whether it's he really got plans to run for president, whether it's all the hopes for media and marketing, whatever it is. Word. It's a motive. Yeah, for sure. The nigga's a billionaire. Like, um, I'm iffy on that shit. How do we know that that nigga is legitimately a billionaire? Yeah. Like, but somebody would have called him out on that. Right. Nigga, you know how many Kanye West haters there are? You know how many haters there are, period. The minute a motherfucker say, oh, I'm a billionaire, the motherfucker's going to go do the research. Yeah. research. Fact checking it and shit. Yeah. motherfucking taxes. Uh, 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 tax reports and whatever. So hard whatever, shit they like, should have did to Trump. Like, so. Niggas be lying on their taxes, though. Oh, yeah. 1,000%. How niggas become billionaires niggas then? Niggas ain't gonna pay more taxes because <laughs> the money you don't got. Niggas <laughs> do be holding bread. Big facts. Offshore accounts. <clears throat> you feel me? Policies. Safe you know what I mean? Life insurance policies and all that kind of shit. You right. Hey, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Talk about <laughs> it. Talk about it. So, Kim? Yeah. That's how y'all got to school? Facts. That's how y'all got to school? Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> you actually did homework? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I was supposed to. But no. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> the fuck? 
I mean, in the midst of all the Kanye shit, though, um, I feel like some, like, truth was revealed that people believe. At least with, like, when it comes to Kim and Chris being kind of controlling and manipulative, like, of their whole family structure. And he pretty much accused Chris of just, like, pimping her own kids out. And he, like, <clears throat> took a, like, stark stance on, like, I'm not gonna have my children do Playboy and shit like that. And... Out of all the craziness, I think that was the one thing that that might have been a real sane thought. You know what I'm saying? You think they really getting a divorce? I've kind of been thinking it was like on the, you know, it was on the timeline at we some point. We talked about this shit, yeah. though. But they've also had headlines before talking yeah. about that. I just feel like it's a Hollywood, you know, Hollywood couples divorce. Like, we don't really see them last like that. And, like, they don't need each other, like, at this point. I think it was cool for marketing and shit at a certain point, but they're both like they're good. Like, I they don't Kanye need. shouldn't have been involved with that family no way to begin with. Yeah. In my opinion. I don't think they should have divorced. They might. Yeah. They're talking about it. It's possible. But this shit is uh it's crazy. I mean, it's nothing really too surprising with Kanye, unfortunately. With him, we've seen him kind of do shit like this before, but shit is getting real drastic, and I just, I pray that he finds the hope that he needs and shit, and God bless him. Yeah. Like, ultimately. But onto something that was a little bit better, someone who was fighting demons at one point, it was kind of good to see, uh, kind of come out of that as DMX, seeing him in his versus battle with Snoop. That shit was hard. That shit was it. That shit was way better than expected. Yeah, it was. That shit was way better than expected. Performances on both ends. Yeah, like this shit was way, way better than I expected. I caught the glimpse of the dance moves, but that's about it. Snoop was, uh, yeah, Snoop was going in, like for sure, for sure. I could tell he missed performing, and I'm not even mad at him. Like I didn't see the matchup because it's like it just seemed like DMX was too. His his career was too top. You know his catalog too top heavy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Snoop been putting out shit since 92 and it's all good. But that shit was heavy, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, DMX did run hip hop at a certain point. He did for about like a good two years. About a good two years. He was, he was the nigga before Jay Z. Yeah. He was. Snoop left a, a lot of shit on the table. Who? Yeah. But other shit on the table. Yeah. But it, it was still, I, I see, you know what I'm saying, there's certain joints you can't play against DMX, you know. I see the direction that they was going with it. It was it was, um, it was was put together well, though, you feel me? Shout out to Swiss, shout out to Battle Cat. For, uh, Battle Cat was up. fucking it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Shit. She was a highlight. Yeah, highlight that, that shit was hard. Sure. That that dropped, I love yeah. it. But, but Snoop, and that's why Snoop is still much of a factor more than DMX is because when Snoop was coming up, he was building this shit up from the ground up. You feel me? He was pioneering some shit. So when you pioneering shit, you gonna, it's going to be a bunch of shit left on the table all the time. You feel me? Right. You jump and you go and get up under a label. A whole bunch of different shit. And you got that traction. It's easier to, you know what I'm saying? Pick up all those little pieces. You feel me? You got that help. You feel me? Like, he wasn't never tied to like one person. Snoop was like always on. Yeah, but even just you know, just you know, with his whole 
background with Dre and Easy and all them niggas and them niggas just being revolutionary in in in, in, in A lane. You feel me? At that time, doing what they were doing. Basically, yeah. what they were doing at that time is what basically every other rapper right now is doing. Yeah. Basically, what Nip Nipsey did, and you know what I'm saying, started their own label, building it up from the ground up. You know what I'm saying, keeping everything in house, like, oh, yeah. like, and that's the blueprint now. You know what I'm saying? Right. When you doing some shit for the see, everybody Nipsey, everybody got something to go off of. It's a blueprint. You know me? But when you creating a blueprint, there's gonna be shit left on the table. And Snoop was one of the people, he for shows. Help create the blueprint. He, he's a brand. I can yeah. agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Like his, his brand is bigger than that. And when you come with, it's like he got the it factor. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. That's yeah. like that's one thing I know. He has, he has it. I Snoop want him to host everyone cool. from now on. Like I would not mind if Snoop hosted one. Hosting oh, yeah. shit from now on. Oh, yeah. This shit made me appreciate how many times this nigga Snoop reinvented himself. Yeah. Like he's a brand. I can't think of anybody in he's hip hop has done that shit. Like Jay Z has a brand, but he really never changed. You get what I'm saying? It's like he became. It's like all right, I'm always a businessman. I'm a dope dealer. Man. That niggas always been a businessman business business from jump. You get what I'm like, saying? We had Gangsta Snoop, Pimp Snoop, Football Coach Snoop, Snoop Lion, Rastafarian. Yeah. Just like a young wild nigga. That nigga put out a country album, a gospel album. It's like, bruh. People try, but they can't. You can't duplicate that. And to be respected for doing so. Like, Snoop, not too many people can do that. He just got an undeniable pool about him. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's weird because we like, really haven't seen anybody else should have tried that shit. That got laughed out. That got lost in it. For real. That nigga. We all tuned in, like, fuck it. Snoop on roster. Like, we gonna check it out. That shit crazy. Snoop get a lot of love. But not. I was gonna say the way y'all really saying it. I don't know why nobody just call it what it is. I'm not saying he could. I'm not gonna say Snoop Dogg is the best lyrical artist that's ever been, but he might, he has to be the greatest rapper. Of all. He's the most famous rapper ever. He's the most popular yeah. rapper. Most popular rapper ever. I'm 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 I might be rolling with what you're saying right why now. Why would you have to say great? You, everything y'all just described today, he's able to like transfer his skills to something else. He has a personality and a charisma. <laughs> He's never not tried to be relevant. Like he doesn't like distance himself from what's happening new. He still keeps it cool. His brand lyric like lyrically, his flow is still on point. He's been able to transcend times. He's able to take his talents to TV and still do the music. Why wouldn't he be considered He not the best in every category that you might have, but he's definitely at the top of that. Like he's up in the like top the, the, the production never slipped. I don't know why that never yeah. Comes up to be like It should be mentioned more Honestly yeah. He should be mentioned In the greatest category like, It's like When you he, like, He's the first But he's he not whack Yeah That's what I'm People still yeah. like, Don't consider him like Jay-Z and shit Fuck it that's, you, can, you can fuck the conversation Up a little bit more And say Who, who do we all feel Is the greatest Like what's some of the greats Out there Oh shit Y'all about to start Cause it. I don't really this is, I'm not That's a guy <laughs> Yeah, but I'm just saying it's just so hard to say what a great is because niggas do so many different shit. Yeah. And, and everybody got, got different got interests. Niggas got their and they cons. Like, Snoop is a great rapper, but he has his cons as well. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So shit, his flaws are Exactly, his flaws in any that's, rapper. So anytime when you're thinking of great, 
what are we talking about? Your like, favorite. I'm the, I'm the, exactly. It's really what it is. Your favorite. It's a very biased conversation. You feel me? Like that nigga Snoop is definitely at the top of the greatest list. And if he's not, the resume, everything, it checks out. Like you gotta put some respect on that nigga name, and to be able to do that shit for almost thirty years. Yeah, easily. Who's number two? I don't know. That's like that's what I was saying. Just as far as like even just classifying the grace, if we can classify the grace based on time, are we classifying the grace based on lyrics? Catalogs. Yeah. 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 There's a so, lot of lyrical people like that make sure the words and it's hard and it's new. So will LL be top five? Don't add up. He should be right, technically, exactly. but he probably slipped oh. out in more recent years. And the last we ended that heads from. Yeah, and I was like, oh, three. But if we cap it at that, will we put him at top five? <laughs> uh, yeah. Probably not. But that was not. a big hit for him. Probably not. See, so here, here's the only reason I why I bring up the Snoop thing in the midst of that, because I know this is what we're talking about. Whatever, whatever criteria you will want to bring up for what will make you the greatest, He's in you're here. never not knocking him out of that category. Okay, yeah, you can put him in. You can put him in the category of versatility. You can put him in the category of timeless. Like performance, hits, yeah, okay. sales, albums that so, were great. Yeah. Yeah. Collaborations, <laughs> working with different producers. Trendsetters. Yeah. He was definitely up there with that. If we really want to talk about it, we need to get that nigga credit for Bootylicious and not Beyonce and them. Because we definitely heard Bootylicious from them. Any of that shit. Snoop is up there. Facts. That nigga contributed a whole lot than we really wanted. The world will stop. It's Snoop. It's Snoop probably really put game bang culture like on super heavily on the world. Yeah. yeah. That nigga dropped. That nigga dropped. I love it. Transcended. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He really right. made nobody like working in the industry. Like I was asking folks back in the day, like. He said that like he owed. Like, no, <laughs> no, that was working. Yo, back the snappers. Like you, like back then, they was like, you, you know, on Motown. At records, how people <laughs> press their line on records now, still sell, sell. Yeah. Like you know how YG pushed his line, Nipsey pushing his line. You didn't hear that back in the day. Snoop. But like in the early 2000s, not like when he first came out, they just wouldn't deal with him. Mm. But that's why they get their own shit. Because labels would that's the whole that's the blueprint. That's right. And if you don't want to talk about that, that you can get deals. Deal I don't think that nigga would have been able to push his shit like, like he wanted to on like, death row. Yeah, it's like y'all know that from somewhere they did something, but like you have y'all get to really know. You know? Like Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like it's not like we hear why like with YG in that whole movement. Pushing your line. You start really hearing blocks. And speaking of speaking of YG, we gotta give a shout out to Quick, cause Quick was probably the first he, person. He was the first person. Like nigga really banging on wax. Dollars and cents, he yeah. pressed his line on that record. He yeah. was like, yeah, I'm for He wasn't too like specific, specific, but if you was tapped in, you knew you what he was representing. So really yeah. is really like evolved over time, just as far as what niggas rap about because at one point in time it was just rapping about like the broad basis of what's going on out here 
like whether it was the police or selling drugs and then now you got niggas really going into depth and really yeah. getting into detail about what's going on. Politics. And I say even with politics and they DPs and put ons and like these are just like showing road behind the shit. being said mm-hmm. in, in, in in songs nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're actually saying. 400, you know what I'm saying? Them streets, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy that you said that. It, it made me think of a tweet that I saw earlier this week. They're saying, like, why is mafia lifestyle glorified but not gang banging? It's like, when you hear niggas pressing their line on wax, you kind of have, like, a... It's just a... It's a certain vibe to it. It's like... I, like, it, it ain't really... Marketed properly. To I was masses. just about to say it's, it's all like, marketing. Yeah, you got a negative connotation, in it, but niggas start rapping about fucking Godfather and Tony Montana and all that shit. It's glorified. It's not to It's not to compare it to yeah. something, but to compare it, it's like it's just marketing. The difference between a rat and a squirrel is just marketing. Like so, mm. they're both rodents and shit, but it's just the I marketing. Like they got it. You see a rat on the street, you go. Oh, yeah. You see a squirrel, you want to fuck around and catch it. And fuck, <laughs> oh, it's dope. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's a fucking you know, same. Motherfuckers got diseases too. Same family. You're right. Like, but. That come down to society, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, I don't know if this versus battle is inspiring, like, people of all. Type of uh, entertainment to want to step back into their like their field of entertainment, but this nigga Mike Tyson is, is trying to come back and fight Roy Jones Jr. Pray for Roy Jones Jr. And this is about to be pretty interesting because no, no, heavyweight, but he's way bigger than Roy. Roy's whole career, he fought at what? So it's light heavy? Nah, he did. He bounced around. He was like middleweight and all that shit. Mike is going to knock that nigga head off his shoulders. And that's where I think his downfall happened. Tyson was heavyweight all the way through. Knocking niggas out. This nigga Mike is a knockout artist And the last time I saw Roy Jones He got knocked out Of the ring by Antonio Tarver I'm just like this shit is about to be crazy The last few fights for Roy has been tough man Roy was Like I just And this nigga Mike is in a different headspace So it's like Bro Hit whoever Bro. spars with him, God bless He's them. He's still vicious. For real. He's still vicious. He's really dope, it? That shit is wild. That is murder. Bro, man, still fear Mike Tyson. Rightfully so. Do you see this nigga? That shit is... This nigga shadow boxing in jeans, and that shit looks terrifying. <laughs> Why are you 50-something years old and still able to move that fucking fast? That shit is scary, bro. Yeah, I don't know what Roy Jones was thinking, but... Uh, this ain't it. Hey, nigga. You really need some money. <laughs> <laughs> you need the bag. I don't need to check that fucking bag, nigga. Sign me up. I hey, nigga, I'm going to apply for that SBA. <laughs> Fuck this shit. If that's <laughs> a check for it, why not? Yeah, no. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah, he's an right, undercover. Right. Nate Robinson and with uh, Jake Paul. Bro, that nigga's a freak athlete. He black, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you see Jake? That fight, like, you see the fights he did? That shit was... 
Oh, is that the, ch- the nigga that went to China? Yeah, that did the suicide? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. That shit is weird. Anyways. <laughs> uh, well, big ass Yeah. I'll, I quickly want to double back to the versus shit. Uh, respect to Swiss and Timbaland. Uh, I can see where this shit can go. These right. niggas can be like a virtual live nation. Bro, I think that uh, when concerts come back, it's gonna be on some concert shit. They can do that shit now. They could. They could. Just have certain artists like perform yeah. virtually and just get some kind of royalties off of Apple Music. Like, that's gonna fuck with their streams automatically. Oh, so. yeah. I know uh, Keisha Cole is calling out Ashanti, so. Why? I mean, she probably just want to stand next to greatness. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, want to get admired next to... I would to rather it. see Keisha versus J-Lo. Never mind, that's nah, still Keisha versus Shanti. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. That's two different bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, J-Lo's uh, getting that Vegas money at Keisha Kane. Have y'all been uh, fucking with the NBA since it uh, came back with the scrimmages? Caught a couple of them. What you think about it? The quality is like... They out there hooping. Yeah. Like... But it's different. You gotta get adjusted to it. So it's a bubble. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Lou Williams. Real nigga. Real nigga. I mean, you just wanted some wings. wings. Just wanted some wings. Chicken, bro. Respect it. (laughs) Do what you want when you pop it. My thoughts on this whole NBA shit is, I still think the Lakers can do it, but I kind of, I feel like Denver could have been a dark horse. Uh, for lack of better terms, they kind of blew their wide a little early by playing Bowl Bowl. Yeah. If they would have sat that nigga out and played him the entirety of next season, he would have easily won Rookie of the Year. Yeah. That nigga looks like a fucking creative player out there. I haven't seen Bowl Bowl. Bro, that nigga's like 7'5". Got handles like a guard and can shoot the three. That nigga is crazy. He, he nice. I saw him in high school. He played against, he was at Modern Day, and they played Chino Hills. And that nigga's like a cheat code. Like, there's no jumper that you can shoot, and that nigga's yeah. not getting a finger on it. That shit crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's what I say. Uh, I like uh, weird shit like that, where people are, like, kind of just cross, like, fucking positions. Like, yeah. they can play anything. If that nigga puts on weight, he could be like KD. Outside of the crazy. Lakers and the Clippers, I would say Denver and uh, probably Dallas Mm-hmm. That boy Luca nice, man. Mm-hmm. That boy right Luca is nice. Yeah, he a problem. Respect on that he, a problem. Boy. he said the NBA game is easier. Because he used to squad playing teams overseas. Grown men yeah. since like 15. Yeah. I can nice. imagine. I know uh, one thing I can say, uh, the Lakers are looking good. They're definitely uh, looking good. Squad. It'd be nice for LA to get a shit, even though it might have an asterisk to it. But oh, fuck. We getting it again next year. Spurs game. Ooh. Gonna be LA and Brooklyn. Uh, no Spurs. <laughs> y'all gotta. Um, no. Y'all gotta relax. No. No. Spurs. No. The only thing I will say good about the Spurs is respect to Becky. Becky Hammond. She might be the yep. next head coach. Respect to Greg. Uh, Shout out to Greg. Yeah, What's your take? Pop the goat. It's not gonna be Timmy. Get I, him I out can of see here. that though. Nah, that'd be stupid. I can see that. That'd be stupid. What? Have Tim Duncan Tim as the head coach. Becky Hammond as a head coach and then had Tim Duncan be our head assistant. Becky Hammond's going to be the first female head coach. And it's going to be up for the Spurs. Yep. That'll be lit. He grooming her to do that. Yeah. Mm. They still yep. trash though. I don't give a fuck. Relax. Respect to DeMar. That's it. Well, yeah. <laughs> but 
to wrap up the topics for the week so we can get into our uh to our main discussion like i said at the top of the show we got our boy rich from uh walking rich you know what i'm saying and uh we're about to talk about fashion for a little bit. We also got Sky B from FTP. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, we all fans of streetwear. It's safe to say at this point. You know? Absolutely. Like, I think we're all wearing streetwear. Yeah. <laughs> street clothes. We street niggas. We be in the streets. We be in the streets. But, uh, yeah. What y'all feel about, uh, the future of streetwear specifically? Especially coming off of like the protest and people running up in stores and kind of just kind of rebelling against the market that's kind of been set for like, you know, it kind of pushed out the average consumer in a sense where you price t-shirts at like 50, 75 dollars and shit. But people want to buy it at the same time. But even when you're willing to pay for it, it's like, damn, I still can't get to it because it's so, like, limited. It's like, how do y'all feel about that culture that's, like, currently going on at streetwear? Uh, and do you think it'll change, like, moving forward in the future? Well, I mean, I think the, the important part about a brand, and I think the best part about a brand is that you really, it's like your world. Like, you create yeah. your world. Like, if I want to sell $1,000 t-shirts, I sell $1,000 t-shirts. If I feel like my market is, you feel me, if that's my market, you feel me, guys. And you got brands out here that sell $15 t-shirts, but they sell 10000 of them, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, it just, it just depends on, on your lane, you feel me, whether you're going to be selling in quantities and you trying to get them high numbers or you selling quality and you don't really care about the high number if you worried about more of a quality product then you're going to just you know get your money on the back end charging you know what i'm saying a high you know, uh, high high purchase price i think uh one of the probably one of the biggest things that uh, resonates with me with streetwear is the fact that you're able to build your own community within the community, I like to say, you know. So for example, you know, you could go to, to the mall and go into PacSun or Zoomies and get, you know, a wide variety of brands that were cool for a period of time in my opinion, but it seems like nowadays uh, folks enjoy being able to have something that is not easily accessible for everyone else to get. That's so true. Unique, right? Yeah. So you feel like you're in a, you're within a community, you know, you're in this special community within a community. Uh, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that resonates with me. You know, I recognize that that's important. And if you can build your own community, um, shit, you can have longevity in the game. You know, you won't need to quote unquote sell out have to give, you know, PacSun, Zoomi, Active, you know, a, a large profit margin on your clothes just to be successful. You know, you're able to go direct to consumer and sell on your own platform on the internet and not have to worry about there being another middleman that's going to take your money away. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's great for, I think, streetwear it's great for the brand owner. It gives them a lot of uh, control for creativity, but for the consumer part, 
you know, you feel like you, you're, you're in this club or this group, you know, that is just not accessible uh, to the whole world, which makes it a little special. Uh, That's crazy. Uh, like that you said that because I was going to ask, like, from the outside looking in, it looks like we kind of touching on a new renaissance of street where, like, a, a, a renaissance 2.0, like a golden age. So, like, the first one I would say was, like, the hundreds and diamond and supreme and a life and all that shit when that was really popping and then it kind of fell back but now you see a resurgence of new black owned streetwear brands like with y'all i mean y'all not necessarily new but like ftp you got uh bricks and wood bricks and woods out here and then you got joe fresh goods in chicago and shit so it's like i see black brands are coming to the forefront now it's like how do y'all being in it how do y'all feel with that because i think it's dope like this shit is I fuck with it I think it's our time right now bro. Yeah Especially for up and coming brands You feel me with Like it's It's in our advantage right now That the malls is shut down mm-hmm. You feel me If you got They gotta go directly right to now, you I didn't think of it that way yeah. right now for you, you feel me like You know what I'm saying I got rappers Like hitting me like Oh I didn't even know the mall was so You know what I'm saying People not even thinking They like bro you got something for me Like mm-hmm. you feel me like We are the go to right now You feel me East stores and and people that's chopping out their trunks and really getting it out the mud, you feel me? Like, really trying to build their brand, you yeah. feel me? So, like, I feel like this is, uh, what, what they say, it's the gold rush right now. Definitely. Definitely. Like, that's what you're saying like. right now, it's the gold rush, you feel me? And if you're not trying to figure out how to, like, make it work for you right now, because there, there are, um, what's the word that I'm looking for, um, I'm gonna just make up a little phrase or something, but there are forces working against you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As far as suppliers and you know what I'm saying, just uh, 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 shipping and stuff like that with the with the with the, with the post office. You know what I'm saying? Right. So as a small business owner, you are running into those problems, but if you can figure it out, like it, it's big. Okay. Like, what are some of y'all earliest inspirations? Like, just coming up, you being like, damn, that's a dope piece. Like, I want that shit. Like, uh, well, one of my inspirations for sure is Nike, man. Yeah. Just their, their quality of, like, the quality that they use for their garment, you feel me? The simplicity, like, that's, that's really how I really envision my brand, just as far as my logos, my logos are very minimal. Me, like my quality of my fabric, you know, I'm, I'm paying attention to detail, you get what I'm saying? So, for me, Nike, they're a big um, pioneer in how I move with my brand, you feel me? I'll say, growing up, um, you know, I used to take the bus a lot to go hang out in like Fairfax, Melrose area, you know, so I was always a fan of like the Huffs and the Diamonds hundreds and a life and 10 deep and hall of fame and you know dta rogue status you know all those different brands that you usually don't see too many people wearing you know nowadays those brands have have been able to grow their platform and become almost uh, more mainstream um which kind of it kind of takes the fun out of it i'll say a little bit you know when you become mainstream i like the underground route i like you know just having something that that everybody doesn't have. Um, so growing up, you know, I was always just trying to you know, scrape up a couple dollars and, and try to get some of those pieces from those brands. 
um, that I thought were cool, you know, that I thought that, you know, if I wore this to school, I'm not going to see anybody else wearing it, you know what I'm saying? And that was always, yeah, right. and that was always kind of the goal, you know, to, to, to not have what the next man was wearing, you know, to kind of stand out and be different to, to the counterculture type of, you know, that feeling, that, that motto. Um, so, yeah, that's just, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like what's important too is like it's a marathon. You know what I'm saying? You're not supposed to figure it out all in one year, one day. Like, like my prices are evolving every day, every month, and it's not even halfway to where I plan for it to yeah. go. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So as my market changes and it grows. The way I run my business, it changes. You get what I'm saying? My pricing changes. Of it, like, you get what I'm saying? Oh, shit. Like, well, we say the journey is the destination. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm a one man band, so I'm printing, I'm shipping, I'm going out procuring my merchandise. I'm, I'm doing everything. I'm doing the photo shoots. You feel me? So for me, when it's, it's like, it's, it's almost like you selling a drug almost for me. Yeah. Because, like, I have to, when it get too busy, I'm like, bro, I need, I need a hundred, one, one fifty, like, because I almost want you to say no, not for real, but it's just like, I, you got to control the wave, you got to control the, 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 the supply and demand. Yeah, especially say. being a like, one-man band. Yeah, yeah, exactly, like, so, when, when things get rough, you feel me? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm a go up on my price, you feel me? Because I'm busy, I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Right. You feel me? I deserve what I'm charging on that, you feel me? And when things slow down, just like any other business, I'm 50% off. You know what I'm, yeah, I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get somebody to be like, yeah, let me get three of those. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. And to that point right there, um, I just want to piggyback off what Richie said. You know, when uh, FTP was first originating from Culver City High School in 2010. Um, That's wild. <laughs> A lot know, of people don't know that. Yeah, for real, you know. I mean, you got to think, we just, we just high schoolers, and the school is not uh, accepting students walking around with the word fuck on that shirt, you know, to represent fuck the population. In the beginning, you know, you kind of think, well, shit, are people going to wear it because of that? You know, are they going to be turned away for that? You know, so the initial mindset for the brand was to make the price as lowest as possible so that everyone could feel a part of the movement if they wanted to join the movement, you know. And to this day, I, I think our, our, some of our pricing is, 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 is a lot cheaper than some of the other or streetwear brands out there because we want people to to buy in. You know, we want the kid that's 13 that only got $20 cuz he don't got no real job yet to be able to go on the website and purchase something, you know, in order to feel like they're a part of the the community and the movement, you know, and the lifestyle. So, it just goes to show that really with the streetwear industry, you got control of the narrative you're trying to push, you know, you can sell a $100 t-shirt or you can sell a $20 t-shirt, you know, it's really up to you to, to make that decision, there's no, uh, there's no other driving factor like having to deal with retail industry, you know, which is going 
require you to sell your product, you know, at a super discounted rate to the store so that they can mark it up and, and make the profit. You know, instead, streetwear owners are able just to control the narrative for their own own brand and, uh, and really operate it as they see fit. I'm gonna interrupt and say, just make sure you guys are supporting these black-owned businesses. This is a time where we're supposed to stick together, support one another, and this is just the opportunity to just uplift one another. Um, but yeah, support these black-owned businesses. They work hard. Um, these are our people. And it's dope. It's like, dope. Yeah, yeah. It's really dope. First and foremost, like, that shit is dope. And I'm curious because you said there's powers that work against you, and I'm like. What is those early processes like? Because you're like, you said it's like selling drugs. So essentially, like, who's the plug? Like, how do you... I'm the plug. I was about yeah. to say, you damn near got to be your I, I own. I ain't gonna lie. That was my very first problem. Like, I ended up working with my boy. And, you know what I'm saying? You know how working with boy, your boy you work. Like, it's like a lackadaisical type of environment. So I had to cut that off. Yeah. And I'm trying to work with... Manufacturers downtown and stuff like that, and they got 36 piece minimums, and it's a two week turnaround. And I'm like, you know what? Like, hold on, how much is I about to pay you? I'm about to pay you two, three hundred dollars, and this machine costs eight, this machine costs five. Like, like, if I do this shit six times, then I could have bought this shit. Yeah, thanks. You get what I'm saying? And do this shit. You feel me? Um, by myself, and then that gave me the ultimate control to really go make one piece, do the photo shoot, and then make shit to order. Like I just started building the inventory and stuff, stuff like that. Everything because was like everything before then was made to order because I didn't have the capital to have my shit just sitting and you know what I'm saying just my money sitting in boxes and, you know what I'm saying for months and months at, at a time and you giving shit away and all of that so okay. I was like you know what when somebody order I'm gonna go downtown you know what I'm saying I'm gonna go grab it you feel me I'm gonna come home to the lab make it package it up and I'm gonna shoot it out you yeah. feel me mm-hmm. it's all good you know what I'm saying and it's all profit at that point you know what I'm saying and then I just continue to do that until I was able to build enough capital and enough traction to go down there and buy uh, 40 pieces from China, buy 500 bags and 100 lapel pins, 100 cases, and you know what I'm saying? And it don't feel like I just invested my all. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like you know that shit going out so you can yeah. get something back. So, I mean, you know, that was a big, big, big thing to face with the manufacturers. Like, you know what I'm saying? And just having that flexibility and you know what I'm saying of course you can build relationships and you know they'll start you know what I'm saying messing with you over time and stuff like that cause I've done that like you know just with my hats that I just got made like I bought these out for three days but before then it was a 10 day you know what I'm saying type of deal you feel me like but now when I walk in there he's like what's up Rich how you been bro you feel me like it's one of those type of things you just gotta build those relationships. You gotta talk to people, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta give, give your people a hat. You gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta make them feel like they're a part of it, you know what I'm saying? Like, they are, you feel me? Like, hell yeah. Along with the hat, we see you got the chain and the tat as well. For the people that's not really familiar with your story, tell them how you, how you really started your brand and how it came about. All right. Well, first, I was just elaborating on the hat and the chain, you feel me? Like, 
this really changed how I move with my brand. Like, I didn't really start moving seriously in a hundred, like moving a hundred percent with my brand before I got it tatted on my hand until I got put it on my car until I put it around my neck. And you know what I'm saying? When I wake up in the morning, it's the first thing I see. You know what I'm saying? When I go to sleep, you know what I'm saying? It's all I see. You know what I'm saying? I'm always wearing it. You know what I'm saying? But you know, how I started my brand is, you know what I'm saying? It really started as the name of my documentary, Walking Rich. And it was on some, like, my boy, he finished the documentary, he's like, what you want to name the documentary? I'm like, Walking Rich. His name is Walking Rich. And it's crazy how that worked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it, I, it was, I didn't, it didn't even ring to me. Like, like it was just, it it really, I really was not feeling it at all. Like, and... Uh, we named it that, and I had the viewing party, and then this, uh, was, this logo right here was the one that I put on the shirts, because I was like, man, I want to sell some shirts, you know, I got to have some merch, and I just bought this little venue, and he was investing some little money, like, let's see if I can cap some of this money back, you know what I'm saying, like, so boom, so, bought the merch, did good, ended up selling all the shirts, I was like, damn, that was kind of fun, like, let me get some more, you feel me? Got some more. That addiction. <laughs> Sold them. Well, let me get some more. She got really like the drug game. <laughs> Didn't really sell them. I'm like, all right, let me try something else. So I tried, you know, something else. And you feel me? It was just a process. You feel me? Like, and uh, it wasn't until I really went to Alabama in November. Um, well, I went down there with like a hundred shirts, sweatsuits, and everything for homecoming. In three days, bro, my boy stepped in. He's like, bro, I ain't never seen nobody do that, let alone a nigga in a wheelchair. He said, bro, you stop everybody. I'm talking about, I'm like, hey, let me all that talk. I got a brand that's walking rich, man. At the little cars. I'm like, scan this. He's going to pull out my documentary. And ooh, ooh. I mean, I'm just pushing my story, you feel me? And when I left there, I was like, now that shit It's a rush yeah. That oh, shit yeah. was ready for like, yeah. You know what I'm saying Like I'm gonna do that Every day yeah. You know what I'm saying And I was like You know what Like Walking rich Like oh, this yeah. is Cause before I was Pushing wheelchair game We promote positivity Amongst wheelchair users And encouraging Live a balanced life oh, yeah. But Now I'm like When I came back From Alabama I'm like Walking rich Like that's it Like I'm I know what I got to do. I got to wear this shit every day, you feel me? I got it tatted on my hand. I'm already, you feel me? Like, yeah. I got to just live, breathe, and eat, shit. walking rich. Oh, yeah. And, bro, this shit just been like this ever since. That's really how it is. Like, Straight it, up. It, it, nobody going to believe your shit if you don't. You feel me? Just like, might as well just go all in <laughs> on that shit. Yeah. And, you know, everybody, you know what I'm saying? I be having my boys, they tap in, and they be like, bro, like, you know, you came a long way, my boy Ron. You know what I'm saying? Because he know firsthand because he was doing some shit with me before. Like, people don't even know on my knee I got some shit tatted right here. That's a, my brand I had in high school, knuckleheads, you feel me? Like, but when you start hearing all this shit, knuckleheads and champs and angels, and, you know, I used to fuck with my boy Gusto and just all these different brands, you feel me, that niggas was really trying to get off the ground. And all the time, walking rich, it was walking rich. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, <laughs> walk, like rich. And you're like, my name is Rich. Like, that's how it works. And then I can't walk, and then, like, this is crazy. Like, <laughs> this is, you, know, you don't even believe this shit. Like, I'm, I'm going to say this. 
People always, we gotta stop asking for discounts. Like, all this work that goes into stuff like this, like, and people, your friends, everybody, like, pay the full price. You'll pay the full price for some Nike. You'll pay the full price for some Gucci or whatever the case is. Like, support, if you're gonna support, support even if it's a friend, family member, pay that full price because there's a lot going into all this shit that's going on. It's not just a shirt. It's not just I'm a, a hat. I'm gonna I'm defend the customer on that too because some of these niggas have lost their mind. So that way, when you come shop with me, you know what I'm saying, it's wrapped in a walking rich ribbon and a walking rich bag. You feel me? On your way, I threw you a little lapel skin. I got the, the profit margin to, to 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 do that. You know what I'm saying? Versus if I'm trying to charge minimum dollar for my product, like I don't have that wiggle room. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, but one thing I do want to say, like I said, is this brands out here charging the arm and the leg for their products and they don't have tags, they don't have bags and the shit is the shit, logo falling off and shit, you know what I'm saying? Nah, facts, that's what I even tell my employees is like, bro, like, we have to pay attention to detail because we charging what we charging, bro. Nigga gonna be mad as a motherfucker if he spent 100 and 120 on a sweatsuit and his logo fall off. Yeah. He gonna be pissed. It's a big problem. Nigga might not really give a fuck if it was 60. Yeah. It's like shit, I got one, two wears out of it. I got what I paid for. You know what I'm saying? Nigga gonna hit you with that one. You feel me? Like, you want them to really be proud to pay for it because they know it's like the quality is there. So it's like, yeah. And niggas like Nick. Exactly. Yeah, niggas is looking for the quality because sometimes I do feel a shirt like, damn, this material feel cheap. Like, motherfuckers is paying attention. I got some shit coming. I got some shit like, like I'm got going on in this great quality sweater, embossed logo. You feel me? It's gonna have the 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 little hang tags. You feel me? It's gonna it's gonna have everything. It's gonna have a note in there, a message from me. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be wrapped up nice. It's gonna come in like one of the Gucci type boxes. You get what I'm saying, like. But I need 120 a sweater. It's an experience with the product. When you go in Gucci and you go and and they gonna ask you more than 120. You feel me? But when you go in these stores to get that experience, you gotta pay to get the walking rich box. With the ribbon and the under the ribbon, so you can throw it on the gram and do all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta pay for that. Like yeah. and niggas are still question. Damn, one twenty? Shit, you can't do it for the. Yeah. I mean, we know why. Yeah. We. I like seeing that it's a, it's a wave of us supporting our own, but until we really support our own, we gonna still hear that shit. Like, damn, nigga, like I know this shit dope, but why you charging so much? It's like. 
Nigga, you go to, like you said, you'll go to Gucci, spend that in a heartbeat, just so you can put that shit on the ground. Like, and I, it's pay like the I, tax. It's like, yeah, but your see, homie down the street doing the same thing, support him. Well, you can outline everything that you do. Nigga, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. When you be like, when you be like, damn, bro, why you charge so much, bro? Like, bro, I had to go down there, I had to get this, I made it. You feel me? Then, you know what I'm saying? Look at the box, the, the ribbon, the packaging, you don't know explanation. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was about to say that. You don't, but some people are ignorant, so then, once you break it down to a nigga like that, and you like, damn, for real? How much you say again? Yeah. But it, see, as your homie, you ain't questioning exactly, it. You, you say 120, oh, that's, it's 120, that's what it is. Like, Especially you know homie, the quality support. is up to par. Right. It's like, I'm not going to question you why you charge this price money because, like, nigga, this is some quality shit. So it's like, of course, I'm going to pay top dollar for it because you have to pay top dollar to give the shit to the public. Like, yeah. it might not be what I'm paying, but I know you have to spend some bread to make some bread. And I'm glad he broke it down like that because a lot of people don't know the process, whether you want to yeah. whether you want to consume or be a producer of it. It's like, people don't know all what it takes behind the scenes and shit. All the relationships you have to build along the way, all the little lessons you gotta learn and shit. It's like... That shit is really important for people to know because I don't think the average consumer knows that shit. They just think, oh, you just had a design idea, you sent it out to get made, and boom, now you just make it. It's like, nah, it's not that easy. It, it speaks to the, damn, it, it, it was, it's a quote about Paolo Picasso, like towards the end of his life, like his art was like in its simplest form, but it's like that nigga spent his whole life to get to that point. So it's like, yes, you don't charge top dollar for that because it's the knowledge of span across however much time it took to get this shit to you. Yeah, you can't put a price point on it. Even if you think that shit is high, it costs way more than that. What you say it really is a whole thought process of uh, it takes a lot of knowledge. First of all, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of knowledge to make something very simple because you have less to rely on. But like you think about design, it's less to to balance yourself against all that stuff. So you learn so much to get to the point where your art can become so simplistic. Yeah. And you look at it and you go. Wait, this is worth all this money. It's like you're not paying for what you're paying for the knowledge and the history that it took to create this project and make it so streamlined. Yeah. Everything we do in life is trying to get to a point where things can be streamlined. And that pivoted me back to you said something and I never really thought about this until you said it. It's like low key the smartest investment you can do in the beginning. If you have the capital to know you can spend on merch to sit in the warehouse, but you don't have the you know the money to the where for the buy the warehouse for the clothes to sit at, so forth and so forth, you go, let me buy the equipment. And that was smart to me because it's like you still put yourself in the same hole, but yet you just made a side business for yourself. Right. Because there's so many people trying to get stuff made and pressed up, but yeah. now they can get it made yeah, and pressed up black like, hey. owned. Right. So when you said that, I was just like, Fuck, that just and never crossed so my busy, mind. I had to stop doing that, you feel me? <laughs> but you feel me, that was my lane when I had the time. I was pressing up other people. So I was meeting mm-hmm. people downtown, pressing up their shit. That's yeah, not only you making what you spent on your shit, somebody else is paying me to do the same shit. So I'm. Overhead, like yo, I'm making double of what I could have made if I would have spent that money to get that shit made for me. Right, and that's yeah. some shit people go to school for, and they don't, you know, necessarily have the instincts to just do it. Like it seems like that's just instincts for you. And a lot of times, people don't realize how important that is. It's just like, it's wait a minute, that's why the shit middle. costs as much as it costs. Like yeah. you don't know what I've been through to get right. to this that's point. Right. Like I didn't need an extra. And if they don't know the story, it's like, nigga, you wouldn't know that. No, facts. And then, and then, just like, 
Uh, I tell people all the time, it's like, you're not paying me. Like, if I go downtown and I buy this shirt for $250, that's what you're It doesn't matter. That doesn't mean that you get the shirt for $6. Right. Because I went through a whole different process to get the logo, to get this. You know, I was about to say get the logo on the shirt. At the end of the day, I went through a whole process to get this product to you. Yeah. 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 And if you harping on that, don't do that shit yourself then. Uh, <laughs> if you're really complaining. I was going to say, I think that's very important for people who do want to build their business and stuff like that. Because what you basically talk about is that's vertical integration. When people exactly. use that term, that's what they mean. Is that you actually build, you, you make your own stuff all the way from the start, like the production of it, all the way to the end. And that's where you can really control those margins. If you don't want to be in a place where you're feeling like, oh, I'm making this brand, but somebody making more money off my stuff than I am. The way you do that is by paying more, paying more up front, but it's gonna pay you off in the end. So, you know, it's just you know, like you said, a marathon, man. You gotta, you gotta be able to see it that way. Look, I'm gonna put up more up front, but on the back end, it's gonna be, it's just gonna be money coming in. It's gonna be all money in. I'm trying to share a secret. I mean, I'm gonna share a secret right now that I'm trying to do right now because uh, I really don't believe in all that. Like, because uh, I believe if somebody else was to do it, that doesn't step on my toes. They're gonna my was meant, was, me, was meant for me is meant for me but at the end of the day like even with me getting into stores like I'm trying to figure out a way how I can get into stores but keep it vertical you feel me like and like I was sitting back and I was looking at companies like Louis you know what I'm saying and like you know Amazon and all these companies that really they like if you go into anywhere they sell Louis if it's not a Louis store you don't think it's folk? Well, nah. They lease that spot. So if you go to Saks, they lease that spot in Saks. So they got ultimate control of how that product sits on the shelf. They got ultimate control of, you know what I'm saying? So that's not Saks shit right there. That's Louis shit. Like, so they own a... Uh, they own real estate within a Saks Fifth store, you feel know I me? Mean? So I sat back and thought, I'm like, damn, like, that's easy for me to do. I can give me, a, you know what I'm saying, a little prop, you feel me? Put my products on that prop, you feel me? And then I'm leasing that space for, from a shop, whether it's $100 a month, $150, $200. And they're going to see what I'm selling. So they going to know what the basic price off of, you feel me, based on what I'm selling, you feel me, so if they want to lease the spot to me for 500 250 whatever, 100 you feel me, but that's where I'm trying to go as far as, you feel me, getting my clothes to store, because that gives me, that's all money in, so I'm getting all my money, I'm receiving all my profits off my product, but then it's also giving me the flexibility to put in there what I want to put in there, and put it in there how I want to put it in so there. So you actually just dropped a gym without you really... Right. I don't know if you really noticed it. So that makes that kind of speaks to like, say if your shit was in the sacks, and like if you wanted to go there, that should have cost two fifty rather than me going straight to you. That should have cost two hundred. Like they trying to make their money on the back right. end out of selling your right. shit. They not making nothing off me because I lease this spot for them. From them okay. For me, they making money off of me leasing this spot. It's almost like you know. All oh, they money up front. Like, like I, if I would have leased this and turned this into a. A, a storefront, you feel me? Like you're making money off me leasing the space. You feel me? I'm that's it. 
everything that I sell is me. So if they mark up the price, then that's still going to you rather than them taking. You can't mark up the price. Oh, so you would have to set that. I got the control. You You get what I'm saying? Like you have no control on discounting prices and marking up the prices. If you mark up or if you discount that price, you gotta fill in that. It's like a store within a store. Exactly. You feel me, like? Because at the end of the day, when I come and I do inventory on my shelves, it's the same thing with Frito Lay. Mm-hmm. That's how Frito Lay is doing it. Like Frito Lay, the dude at the dude at, at, at Superior, a Superior driver ain't pulling up into the Superior putting them chips on on, on the shelf. It's a dude at, from Frito Lay coming, dollying that shit in there, putting that in there, is because Frito Lay has leased that whole aisle from Walmart. You get what I'm saying? And they do make a percentage off of that. Walmart does make a percentage off of that. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, that's, you know, you got to set that up with, you know, that's from between Walmart and Frito-Lay. That's between me and the boutique owner, you feel me, like, whether he wants a percentage of what I'm bringing in or he just want me to pay my lease fee or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? And even with Frito-Lay, you know, the big fucking Super Bowl fixture, that's yeah. Frito-Lay coming in there setting that shit up. That's not superior. You know that's what I'm saying? Damn. And that shit okay. that people don't even know. You Hell no. Nah. Your average customer would not think about that shit. came in the middle of the night and set this big ass shit. No. Uh-huh. Nigga, Frito-Lay came in there set and put that shit up that. in there. Put the big dinosaur on with you know what I'm saying? Oh, the end caps and all that. I didn't realize that until I worked for Frito Lay. Bro, yeah. you worked for Frito Lay? Uh-huh. I delivered the chips to the store. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 if my nigga called me, like, what the fuck? Yeah, nigga, I just, I just graduated college, the motherfucker be delivering motherfucking chips. He like, nigga, like, I'm really in the aisle, nigga, putting the chips on the, like, he said, nigga, this some bullshit. I said, nigga, yeah, that sound like some bullshit. Wait, you did four years of, like, what are you, a marketing major, nigga? Sales and marketing. Sales and marketing, man, ain't no bullshit, bro. Y'all niggas got me out here brought in a Frito truck, nigga. Like, y'all niggas got me fucked up. This nigga called me He was like Bro I gotta get up At 3 in the morning 3 this in the fucking morning I hated it This guy be the Frito it. man <laughs> All the chips All the yeah. chips The homie said Bro next year I'm coming home Fuck I'm out of there <laughs> yeah, I'm out of there That job was too much I couldn't I So I have a question So Touching back on the Melrose topic Of the stores on Melrose Is that what a lot of people do Is that why the The, the Items and stuff are so rare. Like I know a lot of people used to shop on Meros. Like oh, you know, I'm gonna have the latest, the newest. Is that because people are coming in buying a little section, selling their like clothes out of that little boutique? Or well, a lot of that shit on Melrose is resale now. So, but back then, wait. Like, so all right, around like you're when we were in high about school, type. actual Melrose or Fairfax? Fairfax. Right? So Fairfax. Or Melrose, either one. Nah, so. What he's saying yeah. is Melrose is like the resale okay. and the, the vintage, all that yeah. shit near Fairfax. Fairfax. You got your boutiques. Yeah. 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 So people are so you can actually go and say, Hey, I wanna see what I can work out with you to sell my product out of your store. Oh Melrose? That can be something done on Melrose. Okay. Oh Fairfax. Fairfax, that's not happening. That's no. standalone okay. shit. Nigga, those those that Probably champion. Dope. Only one story. Undefeated. They're not fucking with no shit like that. Cause really? they they are very they like they they very. It's my like, shit. 
Yeah, they, that's they shit. Yeah. Yeah. Nigga, they barely got their products in there. Yeah. Like, you might go in that motherfucking shit in the Supreme store, and it's... Nigga, like, two hours just to buy a t-shirt. Nah. It would be some shit like what uh, Gap and Fubu, where LL wore the Fubu hat and the Gap commercial, and that shit blew up. Mm. That would be some crazy shit like that if they did some... Like, because they get the traction, so something dope was actually get placed in there. They'll be pissed off if that shit actually just blew up on <laughs> their watch. <laughs> Free marketing. Oh yeah. Right. That shit crazy. Uh, I was gonna ask uh, earlier. Just being in the industry, being a black man in this industry, is there a specific as of late, like all the shit that we've kinda like learned and like niggas kinda fall off with Virgil, is there like a certain vibe? It's like y'all don't wanna attain that level like that? Explain that a little more for me. So, it came out where it's like, we championed him as being like the first black head of Louis Men's and like what he's been able to do with Off-White and all this shit, but then as of late, it comes out that like this nigga don't really hire us. Mm. His whole design team and everybody is white men and shit, but he's marketing pretty much to us. What is the feeling behind that? If there is, because I, I know you touched on it being a community within a community. Is there a particular vibe y'all just look at? It, just like shit, it's another nigga doing shit. How I mean, he wants nah, to. I, mean, I ain't gonna lie, that shit speak volumes. You, know, you gonna hire? You feel me? That's just like FTP, like bro, hire like like-minded individuals. You yeah. Me, like, and he gonna like if you see that whole crew. You know what I'm saying? The warehouse to the head nigga in charge. You feel me? They got a certain persona about them as a as a crew. You feel me? They fit each other. You yeah. feel me? Like so, if 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 that if if Louis V. You feel me? And the dude who running off white. If that's if his whole staff is white. And, you feel me? Like I ain't gonna say you're racist or nothing like that. I'm just saying that speaks value of of the culture of his business, you know what I'm saying, okay. like, because, like, you're going to build your business around like-minded individuals, you're going to bring those people in that think like you, that move like you, and that you entrust with your business that's going to propel the business in a way that you would, right. you know what I'm saying, because you basically got to put, you know what I'm saying, that's just like, the owner of FTP, like, bro, entrust bro with everything. Saying he's not even there, you know what I'm saying, and that's what I'm trying to get my staff to understand is that I, I can't be here micromanaging y'all. Every day, yeah. Like, I have to be somewhere knowing that y'all are doing what y'all are supposed to do based on me knowing y'all mindset and knowing how y'all move and knowing, you know what I'm saying, how y'all get shit done, you know what I'm saying. So, if somebody got all white staff, or you know what I'm saying, it, just, it does speak volumes of the culture of the company, you feel me? Like, so. You know, it's something I just look at. Shit, I personally don't even fuck with Virgil for real. It's just, you know, myself. You know, he's done what he's done for the industry and for, you know, uh, African Americans having a high position, you know, that gets a lot of attention. You know what I'm saying? At Louis V. Um, but I don't, I don't look at where Arlene and FTP is to be similar to, to Virgil at all. You know, I look at it as whole two different lanes, you feel me? So I don't even pay too much attention to what 
he got going on or what he's saying. You know, I think he might have said something recently, like streetwear will eventually die or something. He, you know, he just said some outlandish shit, in yeah. my opinion. You know, and to somebody who's really in the streetwear community, to to hear something like that, it's like. Like, bro, shut up. That you don't even know. Die. That designer shit gonna yeah. die yeah. before. You're not even shit. in the same lane as, as real streetwear, my nigga. So you don't really have no place to say that, you know. So I really don't give a fuck about what Virgil's talking about, you know. Um, but it is nice to see a, a, a black man working at a huge company like that, Louis V, running their creativity or whatever. He does. That's that's nice to know, but. You know, that is a separate lane than, than what I think some of the other real streetwear brands are doing. So, you feel me? I just, you know, I like to just separate myself a little bit from where he stands. Right. Yeah, I definitely think uh, a majority of the community could feel that at this point. Like T.I.B. said, I'm in a whole different lane, right? And that's what I tell people, like, you know... I kind of bumped heads. I ain't even bumped heads with one of my boys, you feel me? But he kind of did some shit that I, you know what I'm saying, really didn't really fuck with. And I felt like he had some information that he could have shared with me. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, his shit sold out. Like, so I don't see how I could have stepped on his toes, you get what I'm saying? Because I have my own brand. I built my own community. I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's enough money for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I drop something, I guarantee you, if all this week if Supreme drops something, FTP drops something, and Bake drops something, they all gonna sell out. Mm-hmm. It yeah. ain't gonna make a difference. Um, oh, y'all drop the shit the same week as me, and yeah, oh, you drop some shorts, day, and you drop some shorts. Them, them shorts look like mine. It don't matter because they have a different. You see them have a different community in the community. You feel me? And even so. Some of those people are in all three of those communities, you feel me, and go buy all three of those. I got Nikes, Adidas, and Asics in my closet, you feel me? So, you do got people that just got Nikes, and some people that just got Adidas, and but for the most part, people are consumers, like, they got everything. So, for you to think that, oh, I don't want to share this, like, anybody know, I share gems, you know what I'm saying, because... I don't see you stepping on, I, I don't see you as competition. I don't see you stepping on my toes, you feel me? Because you're not me. Yeah. If you took my name, walking rich, and went and did your thing with it, you're not going to do it. I mean, my shit is trademarked, so you can't do that. But mm-hmm. I still protected my ass, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't want that to happen at the end of the day. But if you were to do that, you're not me. Yeah. You're not walking rich. You don't have the story. Identity. You get what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, yeah, you can push the brand, but if you not, if you don't have a story, and you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, it's a lifestyle, and that's what I always tell people. Like, it's not just a brand; it's a lifestyle brand. Like, walking rich. For me, I'm walking rich with perseverance. Like, and it, it exudes in everything that I do, how I move. You know what I'm saying? Like, how I present myself to people. Like, you know what I'm saying? So. When people see me, they see that. You know what I'm saying? And that's what makes that that's what makes people buy in. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on top of it being fashionable and you know what I'm saying and all of that. But initially this, this it's that me. buy-in off of who message. I am in the story. You know what I mean? Like, 
you got a good message behind it, behind the vision, you know what I'm saying? That shit gonna sell. And you're pushing a lifestyle, but people are gonna buy in, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna take time, but people are gonna buy that. in. And, you, you know, people are gonna recognize shit that's not uh, authentic, you feel me? So, like he said, if you have somebody else trying to push walking rich that doesn't line up with the values and the lifestyle of what the brand really re really means, people are going to be able to see that, you know, no, and, and recognize that, okay, now nah, this is not even authentic, but this person pushing is not, you know, the real thing, but when they see, when they actually see Richard and, and, and get to hear the story and more about his personality yeah, and the lifestyle passion. and all of that, you feel me, they're like, oh, I want to be a part of that, you know what I'm saying? Um, so like you said, bro, it's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? And, and if you're not authentic with it, folks are going to recognize it, and, and you're never going to get nowhere. It's all about being authentic, being true to you, being who you really are, you know what I'm saying? And, and you'd be surprised how many people around the world can uh, connect with, you know, just your own personal authenticness. You know, you don't ever got to fake it, you know what I'm saying? There's going to be somebody around the world that feel you on a genuine right. level. Yeah, there's going to be people who don't. And that's cool, you feel me? And that's everybody the best part about it. Yeah, 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 everybody's subjected to that, you feel me? Like, and I think I probably learned that from my boy Charles, you feel me? And just his whole religious journey, you feel me? And even my religious journey, and when we talk to each other, he's not talking down on me based on my views, you feel me? Like, but we talking to each other, you feel me? Like, and that's that's a good, good that's, that's a good thing to, you know what I'm saying, have because... Oftentimes, when we talk to people, we're trying to persuade them to believe what we believe. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's Talking not, at them, yeah, right? You know what I mean? I even that, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Versus holding everybody, like, each of us here have our perspective and we're subjective to that. Yeah. Even if right. I feel like your perspective is wrong, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, and I'm subjective to feel that your perspective is wrong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, it's really get deep, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, yeah, so, it's crazy. Oh uh, yeah, man! I really appreciate you guys coming through. Or I think you guys that. dropped like plenty gems Too in this conversation, yeah. and uh, I really want you guys to plug everything you got going on, so we can all support you and follow all of your endeavors. Like shout it out, man! Shout it out, Texas, please. Yo, I'm on Instagram, Walking Ridge. Regular spell Walking W A L K I N G R I C H Walking Ridge. And uh, you can check me out online, wheelchairgang.com. So. Yeah, shit, bro. I just wanted to say I, I work. I am an employee at FTP. FTP is owned uh, by my boy, Zachary Clark. I've known him since we were playing Little League Baseball, you know, around age of five or six. Went to the same high school, Cork City High School. And, uh, Got off the ground. So, yeah, you can follow the brand FTP, just those three letters, at FTP on Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, website, fuckthepopulation.com. Uh, I want to do give also a shout-out to some of the other streetwear owners that I know that are friends personally. Uh, I got my boy Cody Johnson who works or has a brand called Erla, underrated L.A. Um... Bad Friend, uh, Hyro and Justice, they run that. They got a brand called Bad Friend. Um, you know, my boy Castillo got a brand called Heavens, you know, and, and all of these individuals are uh, minorities, you know, whether they African-American or some kind of Hispanic background or whatever. You know, this industry is usually run by uh, white folks and Asians. 
I think those are the, the biggest consumers of streetwear, and it is nice to see some of these other ethnicities getting in there and making That's an beautiful. impact on the brand yes. and helping to elevate it to the next level. So I definitely want to give a shout out to those guys. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and any kind of support, you know what I'm saying, you can provide for us, my boys, you know, walking rich, whatever, it's appreciated. And if not, that's okay. You know, we're not trying to convince you uh, to purchase these things. You know, we want to we wanna connect with the folks that really feel the message that we push in with all the different brands, you know. So if you're interested and you support it, we thank you for that, you know. And if you don't, it's all good, too, you know. It's still love. It's still, it's still, still love. love. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, we're going to all continue to do our thing. You feel me? And, and we'll see everybody at the top. You know what I mean? I love oh, yeah. it. Uh, this was fucking dope. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we throw stragglers in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a little, it's a little brand that I'm thinking about. Star, called, called Stragglers, you feel me? But, you know, that's in the works. Y'all be on the lookout for that in the future. Absolutely, man. Definitely. Appreciate you guys, man. Like, definitely. This was a great conversation. This is like... Uh, Something we always do behind the scenes, we always talk about fashion and shit, but to actually have some real participants of it and like the culture who's actually making waves and shit, like this was really dope. And I appreciate you guys' time. Most yeah, definitely. Appreciate y'all having us. Oh, yeah, y'all having us. For real. Oh, yeah. Pleasure. Wishing you guys much, much, much luck and much prosperity in you guys' business. Your upcoming business, you will have it. You will do what you say you're gonna do, and it's gonna work out. But um, yeah, it's it's dope. You guys keep at it. Keep going. Man, this was another great episode. Before we get up out of here, we always gotta uh, mention one thing, and that's what's good with everybody. Obviously, this was a great conversation. Um, but outside of this, um, shit. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to a black owned food spot called The Wood Barbecue and Wings in uh, Inglewood. Yes, sir. I ordered uh, some teriyaki wings and it was pretty fire. And I just That's wanted to, random teriyaki. <laughs> I, I just wanted to give him a shout out, like because I'm like, damn, like it was my first time. It was bomb, and I was happy as black owned and shit. And I was just like, damn, I gotta give him a shout out this week. So that was what's good. So give him, give him a. Uh, Give them a visit. I think mine was good. I'm going to say that's that. In Inglewood? I don't know the exact streets, but it's called the Wood Barbecue and Wings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta go check them out. Gotta get them teriyaki wings. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, we gotta give a shout out to our very own Iron Man, Mr. Uno. Yeah. Prime time. Yeah. Nigga, what was the number? What was the yeah. final number? 500. 500. Four hours. Tap, See, on the lookout, he gonna be on that undercard. That, <laughs> that boy's that training. That nigga's strong. But the vibes were very positive last night. Everybody got work done. So that was good to see. Yeah. Shit. Same old, same old. Another weekend being black, being blessed. Uh, always thankful being here with good people. Yeah, this is a, a great conversation. Like this shit was dope. I ain't gonna even front. This is probably my favorite so far. Yeah. 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 I can, I can, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, man. Um, thanks for tuning in. Um, I know 
we didn't have a a full staff last week, but we definitely came back uh, bigger and better this <clears> week. <throat> and uh, moving forward, it shall be the same. So uh, thanks for everybody tuning in. Thanks for everybody coming through. And uh, we'll be back next week. Irresponsible. Yeah. Holla.